Welcome, Daily Davis listeners. And I barely want to use the plural version of listen. Nur. Because I don't know how many people are listening. It's not very much. No, I do know how many people are listening. I do. I get statistics. Not very many. So I have to change up the format. We'll talk politics, but we're going to do more social commentary. Maybe it's something more interesting to you. You know, with all these people running for presidents, you find out that they're kind of weird. Uh, some of them do weird things. Some of them say weird things. Some of them are awkward on stage. Some of them do weird things with their hands. <laughs> My friend Beto has definitely got the hand movement thing. Uh, Joe Biden touches people oddly. Uh, there's people with weird start stops. People who will say anything in a crowd. People who don't listen. That's because when you run for office, inherently, you're a little bit weird. You are strange. That's no doubt. That's just the nature of the beast when you talk to some talk to talking about or talking to someone who thinks they're good enough to run for office and we're all good enough to run for office, but it takes a certain amount of gravitas, a certain amount of confidence in yourself to say that everybody should vote for me. And that reflects a little bit in how they act. And then of course, once they become politicians, then everybody around them uh, treats them with kit gloves other than like maybe, you know, radio show hosts. Like Limbaugh never liked Clintons, but you know everybody else that's close to them uh, treats them like a movie star, and they have a very warped sense of what reality is, and they react that way. And too many enablers, too many people, you know, sitting there to uh, give you a, kudos when you maybe don't need them, uh, never give you criticism when you definitely need it. It turns you into kind of a strange person. Speaking of strange people, I I would I'm trying to say this in the nicest way, but we have a crisis in retail in this country. It seems as if the new qualifications for being customer facing in a retail store, whether it's uh, specs where I was at today. Uh, my lunchtime, I was buying alcohol, not drinking it, but later on with dinner, we need a, uh, a glass of wine. I work from home. Uh, so I went and I made my lunch and I said, I'm going to run over there and get the wine for dinner. And I run into a space alien dressed as a human being. I mean, an absolute weirdo. And I, it was like a couple weeks ago, my parents were in town or maybe, I don't know, Somebody that's older than me spoiling my grandchildren and staying in my extra bedroom was here. They're here so often, her parents and mine, that I, I, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. I just get confused on who's here. So the guy was a space cadet then. I mean, just he, he, before the transaction, he says, will this be cash, check, or charge? And I was has somebody written you a check in the last 20 years? Give me a break. And what does it matter? Just tell me what the price is and I'll figure out the payment. That, that's not what happened. You know, push it. You're going to get a different machine out if I pay you cash? If I got a check out, yeah, I could see things going really differently. I could see him picking up the phone and calling the insane asylum and saying, uh, I've got a guy here trying to write a check at the point of sale at a modern retail store. If you write checks for bills, that's fine. If you're writing a check because a guy came by and he did a bunch of work and it's, you know, 12, 1400 bucks, what I get it. You write a check for $23 at a liquor store. 
at a grocery store, at a movie theater. I heard that uh, not too long ago. Somebody was stuck behind somebody writing a check for movie tickets. The person behind the the glass, the speaker, because we have to protect movie t- pick, ticket people for some reason. Uh, that's always been odd to me. Uh, did not know what to do with a the check. They had to call a manager. This lady made people probably late to the movies because she decided to pay with a check. I don't even, we were down to like 40 checks. I don't know how many, how many checks come in a checkbook? I don't I see one checkbook and I think that, and I don't even know where you get them. I don't, it's like a rare mineral from the other side of the earth. I don't even know where you get a check. And heck, I don't even know what you do to take them back. My, my wife just takes pictures of them. And then the money shows up in our account. It's amazing when we do receive a check. If you don't Venmo her, oh, she's, she makes a noise. She makes a noise. It's in her throat. It's in her throat. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have to deal with that. You have to take a picture of the check and send it to somebody. I used to have to go down. I used to get a paycheck. I had to go to the bank and stand there with those people. Because the people standing in line at the bank, they're like me. They're not top-notch. Nobody wants to look at them. It's not a model shoot. People, single guys aren't going in there to find their girlfriends. It's ugly. But anyhow, the, the, the guy's a terrible, terrible communicator. It, and I'm finding this everywhere in our society today where you need to give me, the consumer, a warning that I'm going to have an awkward conversation with the person at the point of sale or if they're helping me with something. Now, there's certain people who are happily, happily tipping you off that they're weird. They put bars through their nose or tattoos on their face or dress completely weirdly. And I hate, you know, people like, oh, you're judging people. Yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't put that bar through your nose or the 17 earrings in your ear because you wanted the world to know you're good at holding a normal conversation and want to be successful in mainstream society. You did it because you make poor decisions and you want people to know you make poor decisions. You don't know that you did that, but that's what you were doing. You wanted attention and you didn't want to earn it the old-fashioned way by being interesting and normal. So you get negative attention by poking holes in your body and writing all over your face. I'm not going to apologize for that. That's how people feel. And if you dress really weirdly, people are going to treat you weirdly. People think about you. And so at least I know walking up, I'm like, oh, gosh, this dude's got, he looks like a pin cushion. I know my expectations should be small, and they remain small, and I get what I need out of that. But if you have a normal-looking individual who has no way of communicating with somebody else, put a sign on them. Just say, hey, this is Bob. Bob's going to make some side conversations, nothing to do with your transaction that's going to make you uncomfortable. Not sexual in nature, not violent in nature. Bob's just going to tell you about, he's going to jump into a conversation with you that you've you've known him all of a few seconds and you don't know him. But the conversation is going to be at the level as, of someone who's known each other for years. He's going to reminisce with you. This is one of my favorite Stephen Wright jokes. I like to reminisce with strangers. Granted, it takes longer. But essentially, these people will tell you a story. 
or they won't be able to communicate. They, they don't, they, they want to be conversational with you and then they say something and throws you off and I, I don't know how to answer it. Uh, you know, for example, you buy a bottle of rosé and guys, you having a rosé party. Are you going to be around for the rosé party? I'm like, what rosé party? It's like the one you're having. I said, I'm not having a rosé party. I bought a bottle of rosé for my wife for dinner. And by the way, well, man, I don't drink rosé in public. I drink the hell out of it alone. Okay, sometimes in public too. It just depends on where you are and what crowd. Anyways, we need a little warning there. You've got to stop hiring people and going, everybody gets a chance to run the microphone or everybody gets a chance to meet with customers. No, some people don't. Some people need to back stock and shelves. Some people need to be accountants. Some people, uh, they're better off manual labor, skilled trade. They don't need to be talking to other folks. You definitely, and I've got another, the next one, this next edition is going to be on the airport. And flying. But you you hire somebody at the airport. Like, you know, who here mumbles, speaks with an accent, English is a second language, can't figure out how to say common English, Spanish last names? Somebody raised their hand in the back. They have to raise their hand because they can't talk and people understand. I say, okay, good. You're running the intercom today. Yeah, you're running. You're going to be giving out important information and asking people to pick up the courtesy phone, but you, you, the worst communicator in here. And somebody says, oh, you're being mean, people, English. And I said, no, there's plenty of, plenty of people who have English as a second language, and their pronunciation's great. They, they can pick up on hard-to-say names like Smith and Williams and Rodriguez, and they may have a little bit of an accent. That's fine. There's plenty of people I meet that to talk, but not at the airport, not at the intercon system at a sporting event, not the guy calling the game, the person giving you information about what doors are closed or what elevators are out. They are always somebody. You know, I worked in radio and I, people, you can't be on the air unless you are, I mean, perfect. And all you're doing is, is giving the weather and telling people the name of the song that they already know that just played and the name of the song that's coming up that they could have guessed. And you better be perfect. However, if my flight is delayed and I need to go figure out what to do, you hand it over to old Marble's Mouth and I can't understand a word they're saying. And this is across every industry. Nobody cares anymore. You really don't. It's like, nah, well, let the consumers have this odd experience. And it leaves me, and I don't want to go back to places. Places I like. I can think about food I want to eat, and I think about the people who work there. I don't buy deer corn at a certain feed place, and it's the most convenient and best price because they have Rain Man. They have Cowboy Rain Man working there. And he's got this like repetition thing. You seen any birds? You see birds? Is this for birds? You got birds? I like birds. You shoot birds? And it's, and it's over and over again. And I know it's not funny to you, but it's really funny to my neighbors and I. Because they, we, we all used to go to this. And this guy is just strange and scares me off. 
and he should have been stacking feed. Pay him $100 an hour. I don't care. Just don't let him talk to me. You know, and say weird things like, oh, I didn't memorize your number on your credit card when he's running it. I'm like, don't say that, man. Really? It's just strange. Oh, now that guy works at the convenience store, right? The, the closest and the only one near me, he now works there. So now, now I've got to go somewhere else. And it's a locally owned convenience store, like one set of owners that live near here. They're not corporate. It's like it's, it's, it's a local small business. And now, now I can't go in there because Cowboy Rain Man works there. And he's going to ask me about birds. And I'm beside myself. If anything, it'll keep me from, you know, on the way home on Saturday after I've been out, like, oh, let's go pick up some beers. Well, I'm not going to pick up beers. I'll just go home. I'll stop drinking in order to avoid this guy. Because I know that in my mind, I won't think about getting the alcohol sooner. And my wife knows that I can't possibly buy alcohol or beer at the grocery store where it's like, $3 cheaper, an 18-pack. No, no, no. I got to buy it at the single most expensive place to get it. And then she has to tell me about it. And then I have to point out something that she buys. And then we fight. Um, and then I'm, then I'm forced to apologize and do a lot of dishes. That's just how it goes. Because you don't ever win a fight. You apologize for being right. And I'm kind of all over the place. But this is kind of the new uh, new format we're going to go with. Because I figure if I'm going to put myself through talking to this microphone every day, I might as well talk about something that's fun. Because you folks, political, politically wise, in the political world, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that new every day to talk about. I will talk about when the candidates are weird. You have some weird ones. And you tell me that Bernie Sanders isn't like that angry old guy that's just like had too many cups of coffee and it's just he's just had it. He's had it with all of you. And the odd thing is, is he's just he's got that angry old guy that you would you, if if you didn't know what he was saying, like, well, that guy's got to be a Republican because that's what the guy in the movie looks like that plays a Republican. But no, he's a liberal Democrat because that's what liberal Democrats actually are: very angry people, lack of success. Makes you angry. Successful people tend not to be liberal Democrats. People who really truly build things in life tend to be conservative. Tend to be, um, don't need anybody else's help. Not that they don't want to help other people because the people who give the most to charity are the most successful people. Poor people don't have a lot to give to charity. Something to think about there. Well, this has been the Daily Davis. Hope it didn't. Well, I know exactly how much of your time I took. 15 minutes. Um, I'll be back. The next one, we're going to be talking about airplanes, airports, and uh, my thoughts on how badly you're acting there. You can email me daily, davis77 at gmail.com. Thank you.